0: Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, how are you? This is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Yes, hey, I hope you are all doing very, very, very well. It is, as I record this Saturday, December 30, 2023, 20, 1234 Eastern time. I'm coming to you on YouTube live from my home office in Sudbury, Massachusetts, just a couple of days before the New Year, one day before New Year's Eve. I am recording this concurrently simultaneously for Podbean, for my my podcast which i will share either later today or certainly within the next few days but those of you who are watching me on youtube you are watching me listening to me live and thank you for being here and of course the replay will be available for watching later on anytime at your convenience as as well yes bob cargill's marketing show my podcast been in existence if you will for over 5 years now we're talking about episode 181 that's what this is December 30 2023 and i wish you happy new year that that 2023 i just said in a couple of days i will not be saying any more with regard to the present i will be saying 20 24. We will all be saying 2024. So yeah, in advance, a couple days early, Happy New Year 2024. I hope each and every one of you are happy, healthy, safe, and sound. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I want to ask you, encourage you, invite you to follow me on, on social media, not just listen and watch my podcast and hopefully subscribe, but Connect with me, please, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. I invite you to connect with me, not just because I am interested in having more followers. In fact, let's put it this way. More so am I interested in having more opportunities to help you. And I mean that from my heart. I am always available. Reach out to me anytime. I'm online all the time and That means, you know, certainly up until the time I go to sleep at night and and when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is check out my socials. I will be glad to help you in any way whatsoever, looking for jobs, internships, speaking. I am always interested in speaking opportunities in the classroom, on stage, if you will, at conferences, events, et cetera, et cetera. But answering questions, any way I can help you professionally, personally, please don't hesitate to ask. And again, the easiest way to, to reach me is connecting with me on social. And I will connect back with you on social and, and, and we'll be friends. That's how it works. And, and in most places I'm, I'm Bob Cargill. That it's my, how to find me on social in a couple places? My blog, for instance, my my website. It's the Bob Cargill on Twitter. It's the Bob Cargill, but I think pretty much everywhere else, it's it's Bob Cargill. Hey, that is that. Wanted to to put that out there early before I forget. I want to talk a little bit about what I've been doing lately, what I will be doing going into the new year. Then I have a few commentaries I want to make on on social media and marketing and advertising. And and then we'll wind down. I'm anticipating 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes. I'm guessing Max. So yeah, that's a, a broad, broad span between 15 and 30 minutes, I would say I could be talking during this episode. Episode 181 of Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Sometimes I have guests who I interview, a lot of times I do these monologues and sometimes just short little riffs, case studies, lessons, if you will, monologues on what's going on in marketing, social media, in in my world that I think you'll be interested in. But today will be just me, solo, talking about a variety of things. Starting with this fall, I was teaching at, at not one, not two, but three different universities in Boston, and I have just wound down with regard to all of that, Northeastern University, Suffolk University, Mass College of Pharmacy, and Health Sciences. And I was teaching grad students at Northeastern social media, two social media courses, or I should say one social media course and the other digital era skills, which is for the most part social media. But as I emphasize to them, it's also, hey, email, hey, texting, any any kind of technology that you can and should be using in 2023 and beyond, 2024, starting Monday, that's what we, we try to cover, review in this course, Digital Era Skills. And ironically, I stress the fundamentals as well, and I mean by that, Speaking behind a microphone, so so verbal communication skills, and written communication skills. Speaking behind a microphone, in front of a camera. I'm doing both right now. In writing, so we we write blog posts, we we create social media content, infographics, video, and and it's a lot in a short period of time. That that course, digital era skills, is only six weeks, but we meet for two and a half to three hours. Once a week and and lots of assignments in this short period of time and lots of work, very, very uh, productive, very, very uh, fruitful are the students' efforts with regard to what we do in the classroom and what they do in between classes. That's digital era skills. The other one is social media. And we do everything from an audit. We learn how to do social media audits to a social media campaign. And we talk a lot about personal branding, too. That's Northeastern. Mass College of Pharmacy, it's, it's the principles of marketing I teach and enjoy that immensely. Teaching on Longwood Avenue at the, the heralded, if you ask me, historic Mass College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences campus. I believe it is the second oldest pharmacy school in the country, something like that. Don't quote me, but something like that. It, it is legendary, historic, and I am so proud to be on the campus when I am on the campus there, as I am all of the schools being on their campuses. It it just feels so good to, to be a professor, to to be walking around campus and especially to be in the classroom. So the other schools, that's MS, MCPHS in, in Northeast and then Suffolk. The, the final school, last but certainly not least. I teach or I did teach this fall three different courses there. I should say two different courses marketing, principles of marketing, and then SBS 101 business foundations. Two courses, but two sections of the SBS 101 course. And I enjoyed that so, so much. We covered everything from AI, artificial intelligence, to, to ethics, to operations of a a business, to, to sales and, and marketing, to accounting and finance, and, and we had some some work we did for a local business and we had some case studies we we did in the classroom and then competed in one final case study with all the other business foundation 's classes and and that was so much fun and so so that word again fruitful in terms of the the outcome the output the results the 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 unbelievable work I saw come from my students, what they produced. I was so impressed, ridiculously awesome. Congrats, props, kudos to to all of you students at at Suffolk University, as well as my students at Northeastern in MCPH. I love, love, love teaching. I've said it before. I really didn't start the teaching thing, if you will, on, until six, seven years ago, five, six years ago or so. I left my full time job in 2017, spring of 2017, working at Overdrive Interactive, full-time as a director of social media, left the corporate world, spring 2017, that job to consult, to freelance, and the teaching seemed to fall into my lap, so I feel very fortunate, very grateful. Got the the opportunity to teach at MCPHS, the Worcester campus, First and, and then Suffolk and then Northeastern and then combined, all cobbled together. The three different schools provide me with the almost full time work during the school year. So 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 grateful I am for those opportunities. And again, I love teaching. I really enjoy the interaction with the students, the 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 feedback I get from them, and and the opportunity for me to share and and provide knowledge and and experience and yeah expertise i i i think I, I it's okay for me to um not pat myself on the back if you will but but uh, acknowledge that you know 35 plus years in business i i do have a a a a degree of expertise that i am am happy um, more than happy to share with the students uh, for what it's all worth, and, and it gives me great pleasure. And thank you, students. Thank you, schools that are uh, providing me with these opportunities, because it, it feels so so good to 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 be an adjunct faculty at these three different universities. There's that, and yes, I continue to do some client work, some consulting work. Absolutely, am. Do not hesitate to hit me up for any of that. Consulting, public speaking, freelance contract, certainly teaching, certainly guest speaking in the classroom, events, conferences, etc. Always glad to be doing that. Then, of course, is my book. The, the book, 20 Chapters, I'm sorry, <laughs> 20, it is 20 Chapters, 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons, a Long Strange Career in Marketing from Junk Mail to Social Media, 20 Chapters, yes, each one covering a different job in my career, and that was published, written over the course of three years, published in June of 2020. 20- 22. And I continue to talk about it at at gigs, at, at speaking engagements in the classroom. I've incorporated it into my curriculum at, at all three schools. And there's a lot, I think, to to share in there and to learn by reading that book. And also, there's some enjoyment, I think, readers will get from... from it's a memoir of, of my career. And I share lessons, 20 lessons, but I also... She a blog post that I wrote. Started my blog in in two thousand and four, before <laughs> most people even knew what a blog was. A lot of people still don't know what a blog is. So there's a lot of learning, if you will, with regard to social media, to blogging, to the evolution of of marketing, how it has evolved from from pre-internet to post-internet. From social media to to AI now and and who knows what what 's coming down the pike, but that 's what I wrote about in twenty jobs, twenty lessons and if i 'm if i 'm lucky fortunate enough to be here long enough, maybe there 'll be a, a sequel, and that will be another twenty jobs, another twenty lessons um, joking. But at the same time, I would love to write another another book. I've thought of writing a personal memoir now, so not just about my career, but about my life in general. So many stories. I'd love to tell stories, but we'll 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 save that for another episode, or or again maybe that that book, that uh, that second book that I write down the road. Let me segue to to AMA Boston, American Marketing Association Boston. I. Speaking of being grateful, I've been lucky to be president for for so long at AMA Boston. AMA Boston is the American Marketing Association's Boston chapter. We're one of the oldest and largest AMA chapters in the country. And I was president from fiscal year 2018 to fiscal year 2020. That's July 1 to July 1 to another July one. And then two years after in the pandemic when, when other folks were, were president, uh Meg and Pat. And then president again, have I been for a year and a half and, and will be another two years. So the the two year term is the max and so this will be a couple, two two year terms. I will have have been in office as president, and again, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to to be leading the the leaders, uh, 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 heading up the leadership team. And I have such amazing, ridiculously awesome colleagues. I say amazing. That's that's our a hashtag. We we some of us commonly use for AMA, and that's hashtag A M A Z I N G. Amazing, A M A Z I N G colleagues do I have on the board of directors at AMA Boston. But that's been keeping me busy, as always. So that, I tell people, is really like my my biggest client. That's besides the teaching, besides my family, there's where I spend a great deal of time. And I enjoy all that time spent going to events. And that's educational. That's networking events. Board meetings. Most of them virtual, online, Zoom, but some in person. Lots of phone calls, lots of texts, lots of emails, lots of Basecamp, lots of Slack. So these are the different ways we communicate. And another way we communicate is, is often doing Twitter chats and, and Twitter spaces. And and that's thanks in large part to Brian Hurst, who's our VP of, of social media. And Brian is an amazing social media practitioner, and we are so fortunate to have him at the helm of our social media. And he works above and beyond making these live events happen. And the other night, I was fortunate just a couple nights ago to be a guest on a Twitter chat, which is in writing. And then, so there's the fundamental communication skills I stress in addition to all the modern technology, digital era skills, but you got to be able to write, you got to be able to speak um, about, can can be conversant about your areas of expertise in order to to, to go far in any field. But but, anyways, I, I digress there with that point. I was fortunate to be his guest and, and it was the Twitter chat and the Twitter space. And I'm looking at the questions on my other monitor to my left and I wanted to go over some of the questions Brian asked me and some of my answers because I thought it would be worthy of sharing on my podcast. And, you know, he asked me some of the highlights of the past year, AMA Boston, and I had to say the biggest highlight. If there was one, there was lots, of course, all our events, all our board meetings, all the new people I have met being at the helm of AMA Boston leading the board of directors. But the the activities and events we've had with colleges and universities, and I mentioned Suffolk University, Boston College, Clark University, Emerson College, Plymouth State University, there are, were, have been, will be others. But so rewarding, so, I think, mutually beneficial is it to be involved with these colleges and universities. AMA Boston, we are located, obviously, here in Boston and and surrounding communities, and and we know, I think, people all over the country, all over the world know how many schools, universities, higher education has such a, 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 a... conspicuous presence in, in the Boston area, and so we're lucky, AMA in Boston is, to to align ourselves, partner, collaborate with all these schools and universities, and I thank the students there, the administrators, the the faculty, the people we have engaged with there, and I hope we can continue all of those relationships. They're, they're, it's so awesome, so amazing, amazing, AMA-zing, a-mazing to, to work with all of them. Brian also asked a few other questions that I that I want to bring up. He asked what what I I thought about trends in, in social media and predictions for social media, and I couldn't help but mention the humanization or think about the humanization of brands and and real time live content. So so any this is what I said, any kind of live real-time content on social media could be used. So something I think could be done more by businesses and brands is to go live like like I'm doing right now on YouTube because that is where the rubber meets the road. That's where you'll gain the most traction in most cases, brands and businesses. Individuals, for personal or professional reasons, people pay attention. When you go live, It's it's sincere, it's heartfelt, it's not easy, it's extemporaneous, it it's candid. And because it's less contrived, less rehearsed, less choreographed, if if rehearsed, practiced choreographed at all, it is more believable, more credible. And and so I can't encourage you enough to to, to experiment with live extemporaneous content on social media, whether it's audio, video, pictures, words, just do it, experiment with it, and I think you will see that it will not incrementally help you, but exponentially help you grow your presence, your brand on social media. So that was in answer to one of his questions. And by the way, if you couldn't tell, I've been dealing with an upper respiratory uh, thing for, for the last few days. I've been continuing to run. You know, most of you know I run almost every day. So probably that hasn't helped, but <clears throat> head cold, congestion, congestion, et cetera, et cetera, a lot of sneezing and blowing my nose. It it It's so far so good during this episode of the podcast, but you may hear me sniff from time to time. Excuse me for that. Anyways... So, yeah, he asked a question, and one of my answers, I'm just looking at the brief written answer I provided, and that was, I thought, and I think, live real-time content could be used on social media by brands and businesses, much more so. And also, he asked me about someone I follow, or I think he asked about brands and businesses, companies that I follow, and I brought up Dion Sanders, an individual, Coach Prime, University of Colorado Boulder. If you don't know of Dion Sanders, please look him up. And if you're interested in personal branding, and we all should be, me, you, and because that's how you get the word out, that's how you build your own brand, which makes you more valuable to your employer. If you are employed, if you are an employee, certainly that makes helps make <clears throat> you more successful as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur. <clears throat> An executive, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, an artist, an athlete, whoever you are, whatever you do, personal branding will will help in 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 emulating what Coach Brian, what Coach Prime does on social media would be a great start in in probably all you need to do if you were to look at just him and how he does it. Do what he does, and if you can do just one one hundredth, one one thousandth of what he does, it will probably help level up. Your presence on social media—he has cameras following and following him. He has a microphone in in front of him. He is 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 conspicuous in his presence on social media. Is is Coach Prime? Is Deion Sanders? And for that, the benefits to him in University of Colorado Boulder and the football team that he coaches—the benefits are countless, are immeasurable. He draws a lot of attention to himself and the program which he oversees, the football program which he oversees, and the university itself, and that brings in revenue. And that's because, and I'm not saying anybody can do it, but anybody can try it, and and actually I am saying anybody can do it. Can anybody do it to the extent he does it and be as successful as he is doing it? Maybe not so much, but... It's worth trying. And like I say, if you do one one hundredth, one one thousandth of what he does, it probably will help you level up either where you work. Okay, you as an employee and your your employer's brand itself or your own business or your own personal profile. So you might be a student looking for a job, build your personal brand. You might be an employee looking for promotion, build your personal Brand. You might be somebody in between jobs, build your personal brand. You might be a high-ranking business executive, build your personal brand. A musician, an artist, a dancer, an athlete, a government official, an elected official, a politician. Whoever you are, whatever you do, if you build a personal brand, it should, it probably will, it likely will lead to a stronger presence online, which positively will lead to more attention and you keep it positive, you keep it beneficial to your audience, help them, educate them, inform them, entertain them, you're going to benefit as a result. It's a win-win. They benefit, you benefit. It's a no-brainer. Personal branding. Yes, Coach Prime is my example. And finally, I want to talk about something that Brian asked about <clears throat> what I think the, the, the reason for being positive on social media, the, 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 the value, that's a better way of putting it, of being positive on social media to me is and how being positive on social media can benefit you. I he asked me, you know, he said, "Hey, a lot of your content is is very motivational, inspirational, something like that." And I said, "Yeah," and I said it goes back to what I learned at the beginning of my career about marketing that people have basic needs, desires. We all want to be liked. We all want to have have you know to be popular, to have people who 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 applaud us, if you will. We all want to be successful. We all want to feel good about ourselves. So think of what I just said. We all want to feel good about ourselves. So a lot of my content, my goal, but it comes from the heart. I've always been like this. Now I just have social media as a platform to to share these messages. My goal is to make the people who follow me who listen to me, who who watch me, feel better about themselves. And that's a win-win because in doing that, I feel better about myself. So there is value to you, and being positive to others. And that's mutually beneficial. You benefit, you'll get more attention, positive attention, your audience will benefit because they'll get more motivation, more inspiration, which will help them level up their lives, their personal lives, and their professional lives. So there's so many reasons, countless reasons, to be positive in the content you share on social media. I can tell you from experience, it benefits me. I can tell you from, based on what people tell me, it benefits them. And I know I'm attracted to positive content. I follow motivational speakers. I look for motivational videos. It's a good way to establish a good reputation on social media, and if we all shared positive news, positive content, motivational, inspirational, et cetera, et cetera, we'd all be happier, wouldn't we? <laughs> we'd all be smiling, and the world would be a better place in which to to live, work, play, et cetera. So, so that that's that, and that's based on some of the questions. Thank you, Brian Hurst that that Brian Hurst, my colleague on the board of directors at AMA Boston, asked me the other night. Hey, a couple more quickies, and that is I wanted to mention a great ad that I've seen recently, and it's the ad for Domino's Emergency Pizza. And I think it's it's fantastic, and I think it – so if you're not familiar with it, you can look it up, but they have this offer where – you can get emergency-free pizza. And it is a great ad that's entertaining and, and comical. You know, funny, makes you smile, makes you laugh out loud, L-O-L. But it's also uh, smart, great strategy. People, if something's free, they'll eventually buy. That's the, the, the deal, the strategy for any marketer, any advertiser, any brand, business, company, organization, product, service, et cetera, et cetera. If it's free, they'll buy, your audience will eventually buy. Where I'm going with this is if you read the small print to get that free pizza and and smart Domino's, I love this ad, I love the strategy, I love this marketing and I love the creative, the execution. So, but let's acknowledge it's a win-win, meaning the consumer wins, you, me, we get our free pizza. Domino's wins too because to get that free pizza you do have to 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 sign up for um you have to give them your your some of your your information contact information sign up for their i'm not sure what they call it but you know in app or or some kind of uh, permission are you giving them to to communicate with you and so it's a club or membership or again whatever they are calling it you 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 sign up and and it gives you that it gives you the opportunity to get that pizza at a later time and i think you have to buy a couple pizzas and and it's funny i'm i'm going over and over it here in my head let's let's so that i get it right let me try to on my other monitor yeah i have the deal right here when life gives you lemons domino's gives you free pizza and you know that's what i mean by by very creative love that order now get a free medium two topping domino's emergency pizza to use whenever you need it most we believe a free pizza can make almost anything better yes 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 love that here's how to get one yeah so this is what i was trying to to say and i'll say it better now because i'm reading their words verbatim place a qualifying online order for delivery or carryout. That's step one. Step two is sign into or join Domino's Rewards to claim your free pizza. Step three, go to My Deals and Rewards to redeem within 30 days. So, what they get, and remember this: marketing is a, an exchange of value. What Domino's gets in return for giving you a free emergency pizza, they are getting you to sign into or join their Domino's Rewards program, okay? So they're getting some information on you so that they can communicate with you, okay? They're getting data. That's the value to them. Obviously, the value to you is that free emergency pizza. It's a win-win. That's how to do ridiculously awesome marketing, Domino's. I applaud you. Yes, yes, yes. Great. Amazing, ridiculously awesome marketing. And for the consumer, how could we refuse a free medium, two topping, Domino's Emergency Pizza? Sounds good to me. Okay, so it's a win-win. That's a great offer. Emergency Pizza. When life gives you lemons, Domino's gives you free pizza. Yay! Thank you, Domino's. And congratulations, Domino's, for such a ridiculously awesome marketing marketing campaign. Yes, I applaud you. I will end with one more point about marketing. I will talk about the humanization of brands. That is a video I did the other day and shared on social media. And this is the, the encapsulation of that video. And that is everyone's predicting trends and, and, and tools and technologies that are going to take off with regard to marketing 2024. I say, what a lot of us have been saying for a number of years, but I say this is the year it really takes off. It really becomes a, a realization in, in actuality, and that is the humanization of brands. And what I mean by that is people putting their face on the brand and rea- realizing they have to be more transparent, more candid than ever, and show their faces and, and speak on camera, behind the microphone, Live, like I've said already, real-time live content, that's where you gain the most traction. So it's a it's a mutual beneficial thing. And, you know, think of the brands that do, do this, that have faces on their brands. Elliot Tatelman in the New England area, Jordan's Furniture. He's always on TV and radio. So that's not using social media, but... We know him as the face of Jordan's furniture. That's personalization, humanization. Frank Purdue, remember him? Purdue chicken? Jim Ursey, owner of the 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 Colts. Is it the Baltimore? Colts, I, I believe that's um where they're located, but the Colts, the football team, Jim Ursay, Ryan Reynolds with the aviation gin and and I think other products. And and he's an actor, and and he's certainly front and center. Beats by Dre, Dr. Dre, Megan the Stallion. I know she partnered recently with Planet Fitness. You know, personal branding right there. Selena Gomez and Rare Beauty, Rihanna and Fenty Beauty. I think you get where I'm going here. Whether it's a big name or not, though, does not matter. It's the humanization of brands and businesses. It's putting a face on your brand and a. Smile on your face. Notice I don't have my braces anymore. I had them for about a year and eight months. Recently got them off. Yay, yay, yay. Yay, yay, yay. Yes. So I will end with that. My prediction and my recommendation for 2024 with regard to marketing, social media is humanization. Put yourself out there more. Do not be afraid to experiment. Do not be afraid to take risks. Do not be afraid to do live, real-time content on who knows which channel will work best for you. Try them all. Put it out there. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. You name the channel. You be on that channel and see where you get the most attention, the the most Positive attention, the most bang for your buck, and then focus in that area. Focus on doing that thing. That will make sense to you, and that will make sense to your customers, your audience members, because they'll say, hey, I'm so glad to see you. That means you. I'm so glad to see so-and-so. I'm so glad to see that business, that brand, that, that, that product, that service doing their thing on social where I am hanging out, and I can converse with them now, I can support them even more now. see it's a win-win. that's what I think it's a win-win. I'll end, and I keep saying that, right? I will end now, and we're at thirty five minutes, and I said around thirty minutes would be the 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 cap, if you will the the stop. I didn't say hard stop the 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 close to the stop for this episode of my podcast. So we're going to end within one or two minutes because I'm going to end with one little motivational speech. And I gave this speech the other night at an AMA Boston networking event in person with 20, 25 folks in attendance. And I've said this to my students an awful lot, and you may have heard me say this before, but everyone deserves to feel like a rock star. Rock stars get up on stage and everyone applauds for them. throughout the show throughout the time they are on stage they're just looking at a sea of audience members cheering for them praising them yes they can do no wrong rock stars we go to see their concerts we pay to see their concerts to listen to their music to buy their merch to wear their t-shirts to, to read books about them. We want to know everything about rock stars because we adore them. We put them on a pedestal. We look up, up to them when they're on stage. We look up to them in general because we respect them. We adore them. We hold them in great reverence. Everybody deserves to feel like a rock star. You don't have to be a rock star to feel like a rock star. So it comes from within. It comes from the heart, and it comes from someone like me telling you that you are a rock rock star in whatever you do. You are a rock star. If you're a carpenter, you are a rock star. If you are a healthcare worker, you are a rock star. If you are a barista serving coffee behind the counter at Starbucks, you are a rock star. If you drive a truck, if you drive for Uber, you are a rock star. If you're a teacher you are a rock star if you're a member of law enforcement if you're a firefighter if you're a soldier serving our country thank you for your service you are a rock star whatever you do whoever you are so know that feel that feel that day in and day out and then everything you do you will feel better about doing and you will in fact do it better That's how rock stars feel. They feel good about themselves day in and day out, especially when they're on stage. So think about when you are doing what you do, whatever it is that you do, and think I am a rock star and my audience looks up to me. They applaud me. They adore me because I think the world of you and know that your audience members, whoever they may be, also think the world of you think that feel that you will be that you will be the rock star that you are that's what i say to end this episode of my podcast that's how i want you to feel as i end this episode episode 181 of my podcast bob cargill's marketing show it's december 30 2023 i thank you for watching live on youtube watching the replay here on YouTube, listening to me on Podbean, listening, watching, wherever you listen and watch. Thank you for supporting Bob Cargill's Marketing Show.